time there is pizza by the way
not forget you, oh my God, my King. With a thankful heart, I bring my offering. God in heaven and here in my honor so I'll let my words be few Jesus I am so in love with you sing that verse again God in heaven and here am my honor so I'll let my words be few Jesus I am so of all love songs I want to bring to you so I'll let my words be few Jesus I am so in love with you And I'll stand in awe of you. Yes, I'll stand in awe of you. And I'll let my words be few. I am so in love with you, and I stand in all of you. Yes, I'll stand in all of you. 
Your home. 
This is my daily bread. This is my daily bread. Your very word spoken to me. And I, I'm desperate for you. And I, song that we're going to do for Russell blesses us this evening. Feel your head. 
Father, I want to thank you tonight, Lord. I want to thank you, Father, that we don't have to have all the answers. Father, we don't have to know where we need to be at at every exact moment and and what we need to be doing. But, Father, we we don't have all the answers, but when our heart, when our hand is in your hand, you guide us and lead us. When we're going through valleys or or mountaintops, you're still with us, Father. And today, Lord, we we just ask you, Lord, take us into your hand. Guide us and lead us. Tonight, Lord, speak to us. Speak to each person individually tonight. Lord, may our lives be changed and transformed. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and give a high five to the person standing next to you. I thank you, Corey, so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dylan. appreciate it. I wanted to let you know. You can take a seat. Wanted to let you know that um, Corey, our worship leader, <sighs> Corey, our worship leader, he's he's been leading worship for less than a month, for about a month. Honestly, a month ago, he was sitting down, never up front, as far as I know, because when I came here, that's when he started. But, but bef- about a month ago, he was never on the stage, and here he is leading worship. Praise God for Corey. Amen? Praise God for Corey. And listen, and, and if you're here tonight and you've got some musical talent, you've got, you've got a voice, you've got, you can play the piano, come up to Corey because, you know, we're going to be doing some awesome events around here and we're going to need some of you. So you need, we're need some more people to, to step in and, and, and uh, put up their talents. So uh, come up to Corey. Thank you, Corey. God bless you. Now, before I speak my message tonight, uh, I do have a couple friends here. One friend is a uh, youth leader amongst these uh, Russian mafia, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to need Corey. <laughs> I need this Corey up here because, you know, we're a Jenks football fan. And I know we've got some union fans here, too. Now, I do, one of our union coaches goes to our church. But I will need Corey up here just in case. He's, he, he used to play for the Jenks, and, and he's been signed by TU, so he'll, he'll protect me here. But anyways, Alex, Alex, he's one of the youth leaders here but amongst the Russian youth. And wanted just uh, you to say hello to our youth. And uh, here uh, well, first I want to thank you guys for letting us uh, come here tonight. Uh, Russell invited us. And uh, if you look over here, this little group right here, all the good-looking people. Uh, <laughs> you guys too. But that's mainly our um, most of our Russian youth. And what it is, it's an assortment of other uh, Russian churches. But our youth is basically all of us come together. So we may not all be from the same church, but we all come together for youth. And uh, I guess I'm kind of their leader, I guess. And uh, we would like for you guys to one day be able to come and uh, visit us sometime in church. And uh, basically, that's about it. We're just here to, you know, praise God and have a good time. Thank you. Amen. One more person I wanted to, to say hello, and then after him we're going to have a video. Um, before I moved to Jenks, Oklahoma, I was a youth pastor in a large Russian church in Seattle. We, we had a church of about 3,000, and we had about 300 young people in our youth group. And one of my, my associate, the person who was with me all the time, now when he was young, he was a good associate. But then when he grew up, he started to preach better than me, so he wasn't a, a good associate, you know. 
But he's with me tonight here. He just started going to ORU, so I wanted him to say hello. And then after him, we're going to have a video, and I'll be sharing. I guess Lava Bogo. And my name is Sergi, and I was helping Russell for a few years, and it's been the best time for like two or three years. And yeah, so a little bit about me. I was born in Ukraine, like 15 miles from where Russell was born. So I hope you like my accent. But I was thinking about the um, title of this event, Sex, Media, and Temptation, and I was gonna, uh, and I want to tell you a little proverb on the center word of this title, media. Basically, this guy he he got he died in a car accident. He was not among the three pastors. It was a different uh, car accident, and he died. And you know he was like flying through the universe. He was going to heaven, and um, on the way to heaven he saw. Um, he saw like this cloud and people, you know, just sparring, people having a good time, you know, just laughing, just really joyful. And he's like, man, this is heaven. This is what I imagine heaven. And so he comes to Pearly Gate and St. Peter, he's like, okay, wow, you've been a good Christian, blah, 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 blah. You, you deserve to go to heaven. He's like, I want to go to that cloud. Like, no, 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 I have a better place for you. Let me show you. No, no, no I just want to go to that cloud. I always imagined heaven to be like that. Like, well, what I have for you reserved is, 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 is a lot better than that cloud. Like, no, just let me go to the cloud. He's like, okay, go to the cloud. In a second, he wakes up in hell, and this, and this demon, you know, like stabs him. He's like, get to work. I'm like, what do you mean work? This is heaven. There's no work. You were supposed to be resting. And demon's like, you people are funny. Everybody who comes here, they want to be in the advertising department. <laughs> yeah, so we're, if, if we're, if we're going to be talking about media, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> far, far, far from reality. But uh, before I sit down, there is just one little verse that I want to read, and it's just, just one little verse, kind of like as an encouragement. Maybe Russell will read the same verse, but I just, it just opened up to me. How many of you have plans for the future? How, and one of the plans, personally for me, it's a big plan, is to have a happy family, right? And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm currently engaged to the most gorgeous girl in the world, and Russell thinks that his wife is the most beautiful, but she is the second most beautiful. I have my fiance beats her, sorry, Russell. <laughs> but uh, there is a Bible verse that I, that I found, and it's Hebrews uh, 13:4. Marriage should be honored by all, and all the marriage bed kept pure, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexual, uh, sexually immoral. And I just want to uh, say that this starts now. This sexual purity starts right now. It doesn't start when you get married. It starts right now. And it says God will judge those who are sexually impu uh, impure. And I would say that one of the big judgments that God will, uh, uh, that God will judge them with is their, sex, uh, is their uh, family, family happiness. Just because they did not care to be sexually pure when they were young, one of the biggest, biggest judgments that, that God will use against them is their, uh, is their uh, family relationship, family happiness that they will not have, they will not experience. So I just want you to tune in, to the, tune in into this evening. Just obey, uh, listen to this word, obey it, and just be on fire for God and just listen to what Russell will say. So God bless you guys.
Amen. Once again, I, we're very excited to have you here tonight, and I uh, want to thank everybody for coming out. I see some friends from over you. Sergi, thank you for bringing my friends. They, they wanted to hear me preach. Thank you for coming out. I appreciate it. Tonight, I want to talk to you on a message of uh, sexual purity. Uh, we titled the message called Sex, Media, and Temptation. Now, uh, when I, before I start speaking this message, I do want to say that uh, it is everybody's battle. But the battle is a little bit different for men and for girls. And so, and so tonight I want to divide my message up into a little bit two separate different parts. One is I'm going to speak to the guys. And then the second part is I'm going to speak to the ladies. Okay, so first I'm going to speak to the guys because, you see, the battle for, for men and the battle for women is a little bit different when we're speaking about sexual purity. When we're speaking to guys, we're talking about a, a temptation. We're talking about a struggle with our eyes. And when we're speaking to girls, we're talking about a struggle with our thoughts. Now, why are we choosing to speak on this topic today? Um, we're on the verge of spring. Now, spring is a good time because the cold goes away and, and, and some warmth comes, which is good. But you see, what also happens during the spring, and, and I'm going to be a little bit open with you, okay? What happens during the spring is the, 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 the weather gets a little bit warmer, and so we tend to dress down a little bit. And so when the girls tend to dress down, the guys start paying more attention to the girls because you know what? The girls, the guys, they struggle with their eyes. And what girls notice during spring is that, hey, guys are starting to pay attention to us. We should dress down even more. Because you know what girls want? They don't want to see a man's leg or a man's arm. They, wanna, they want a guy to come up to them and talk to them. And what happens in the spring season is there's a battle for, for sexual purity. And, 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 and ladies notice that, hey, if I lower my standards a little bit, then I'm going to get what I want. And the guys think, all right, if I'm just going to come up to the girl and start talking to her, then I'm going to get what I want, and that's fulfillment of, of lust and, and, and what your eyes want to see. So, uh, men, I, I want to first start speaking to you. And, and uh, we've seen some of the statistics about about the different, uh, the different uh, pornographic websites and, and, and things, that this, things that this generation is really, this culture is really attacking us, man. And before I start speaking, I wanted to, to ask some personal questions to you, man, and I don't need you to raise your hand and say yes or, you know, that, that I struggle with this. But, but, man, do you struggle going on to a, a, a pornographic website? Guys, do you struggle driving by a Hooters sign and, 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 and looking at that? Men, do you struggle driving by maybe, maybe in your car and, and you see a lady, uh, you know, on a beach jogging or something and, and you're looking in the mirror? Do you struggle maybe looking at magazines that, that are not really all that appropriate? Now, uh, I wanted to bring a little bit more statistics to you. I know we've saw some drastic statistics, but a couple more. Do you know that in 2006, the sex industry in America spent... 97 billion dollars to attract you guys. Do you know that 83% of all teen programming contains sexual content? Do you know that all all advertisement when when they advertisement, you know what their their main age of focus is? Young people between the ages of 12 and 17. You know why, guys? Because they know if they can get you hooked up in the age of 12 and 17, 
then you're going to be addicted and stuck to it for the rest of your life. Do you know that today there's 100,000 websites of illegal child pornography? Do you know that Hollywood puts out 11,000 movies every year that are pornographic in nature? And listening to all these statistics and, 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 and maybe asking you these questions, if there's somebody here today and you're saying, you know what, uh, maybe, you know, I, I'm part of that statistic. And, and what kind of effect is that going to have on me? And so, guys, I wanted to list a, a couple of effects that uh, sexual impurity first is going to have on you and then what we can do about it. Number one, sexual impurity is highly addictive. Now, I was taught that, you know, in, in the background that I come from, that if you are sexually impure, men, what happens is on, on this side of their hand, they have hairs growing. Now, I noticed the guys that looked at their hand. <laughs> I'll talk to you after church. <laughs> Sexual impurity is highly addictive. As a youth pastor, I've talked to so many teens, so many guys that, you know, for them it's a daily struggle. For them it's a daily struggle. to where it's, it's such a weight, it's such a burden on them that it's, it, it, it's hard to receive freedom. It's hard to pray. It's hard to enjoy life. Why? Because of that burden of sexual impurity. Two, when you're sexually impure, it stays in your mind. It's addictive and it stays in your mind. There's a, there's a quote that says that, you know, only two or three seconds of a picture that's inappropriate, pornographic image, it can remain in your mind for many years to come. And what could often very happen, and the third point is that, uh, you know, it's lasting effect on you. It has a lasting, uh, sexual impurity has a lasting effect on you. What happens is when you allow yourself to look at sexually impure images, that image, which you only saw for two or three seconds, can remain in your mind for many years to come. Then can you imagine being married to your wife? And that image that you saw many years ago, could still be coming back to you. Now, of course, there's good news that the blood of Jesus can't take that image away from you, but sexual immorality, sexual impurity, the images that you allow yourself to see can remain in your mind for many years to come. Sexual impurity kills the real deal. Sexual impurity, when you're sexually impure, when you get married and when you have the real deal, listen, the sexual impurity is going to kill. It's going gonna, it's gonna, to... Uh, you know, lessen the real deal. Now, uh, my wife's not here tonight. She's a nurse and she's working. But, uh, you know, maybe one day I will preach on the real deal, well, you know, to the young people. My wife and I, we have a great, great love life. She's the most beautiful person. Sergio, I'm sorry, I got to correct you. Listen, but I'm telling you, we can only enjoy the real deal only because a long time ago I set a standard in my life. Only because she set a standard in her life. To, to, to where today our family life is, is, is perfect and awesome. We enjoy, I enjoy my family life. Listen, but sexual impurity and immorality, if you allow it to happen in your, day to, in your life today, before you're married, time is going to come when you do get married, it's going to lessen that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to kill the real deal. And sexual impurity and immorality, it damages your spiritual walk. 
I talk to countless young people who, who when, they, when they come before God, it feels like heaven is closed. It feels like they can't break through. It feels like, feels like they're speaking to, to, to a dead wall. Because of that impurity. Because of that immorality. Now, if you're a guy here tonight and you're saying, you know what, Russell, it's, I feel like, you know, you're speaking to me. I have this, I have this dark side of me. I have this, this demon inside of me. It's so dark. Listen, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm going to tell you here tonight? It's no demon. It's no dark side. You were created with hormones. Man, God created you to like women. It's normal to like a woman. It's normal to, to want a woman for you guys. Listen, but the way to, to break through spiritual impurity or the way to walk sexually pure is you have to make a commitment with your eyes. And today I wanted to challenge the young, young person, young people, young guys. Today I wanted to challenge you. Tonight when you walk out here, guys, if, if there's anything that you're going to remember of tonight's message, I want to challenge you to go cold turkey on your eyes. What do I mean by going cold turkey? First, if you want to be set free from sexual immorality, from sexual impurity, from pornography, first thing I want to ask you tonight is you have to admit that it's a problem in your life. You cannot keep it a secret. You cannot hide it. You need to admit that, yes, I am struggling with this. Second thing that you need to do is you need to make sure that you make it so hard to get that you can't even get it. If you take my laptop, my wife, we have two laptops, but my wife, she, she doesn't like my laptop. She doesn't use my laptop. You know why? Because she sometimes likes to go shopping in the different stores using the Internet. The problem is my laptop blocks all images. You know? And, and so when she goes shopping, she can't see the dress that she's buying. I mean, she can go on a regular website like, like you know, I don't know, Nordstrom or, or, or Saks Fifth Avenue or one of those, and, and my laptop, my... Uh, you know, I have all these security settings on my laptop that, you know, you can't see the images. And uh, you know what? It, it's sometimes hard for me because there's some kind of picture on even Facebook. You know, I go on Facebook and your all's pictures are up there and I want to see it, but it blocks it. Blocks a lot of it. And, and I, you know, in a way it's like, man, this is... And my wife says, no, I don't want your laptop. I don't want to use your laptop. And, and, and you know, in a way it seems like, man, you, you're strange. But you know what? Because I've made it so hard to get that I can't get it. If there's in your life, if you're struggling with pornography or you're struggling with sexual immorality, what is it that's triggering you to, to, to go on that route daily? If there is something that, you know what, maybe you start out by, you know, you come home in the evening, you, you're locked in your room, you get your com- computer on, and you think, all right, tonight I'm just going to start out watching YouTube videos. Listen, and if watching YouTube videos leads you then to go on to a website that you shouldn't be going on to, then maybe you need to quit watching YouTube videos. Maybe you, you come home and you say, all right, you lock your door and you're going to say, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go shopping around, you know, on, on, on victoriasecret.com or, you know, one of those websites. And I'm talking to guys, not girls. And by going to those websites, then it leads you to, to going on to... Then it leads you to go on to improper websites. Listen, then maybe you need to quit going to victoriasecret.com. Maybe, maybe you start out looking at Sports Illustrated magazine. You know, one of those once a year that they came out. Or once every two years. I, I, you know, 
whenever they came out. The, the swimsuit, you know, maybe, maybe looking at that magazine leads you to then going into your room and then going to that website. Listen, then maybe you need to quit, quit looking at Sports Illustrated magazine with, 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 with the swimsuit edition. Whatever is in your life that's causing you to take the step further to commit sexual impurity, you need to destroy it. You need to set barriers around your life so that you're not tempted, so that you don't fall, so that you don't stumble. You need to pray. If you're having sexual impurity and you're having a struggle with, 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 with things like pornographic websites, you need to pray and ask that the Holy Spirit may give you strength. And those times of, you know, should I or should I not, should I, should I or should I not, that you may have the strength to say to yourself, uh-uh, I'm not doing this. Listen, you need to starve, man, you need to starve your lust. The only way to kill a habit is to starve it to death. If you're struggling with sexual impurity today, it's not a dark side inside of you that, you know, something, something really dark that you need to confess. Listen, it's just a habit. All you've done is you've created a habit of, of doing things that are sexually impure. And the only way for you to get rid of it is to kill that habit. And the only way to get rid of a habit is to starve it to death. Now, if you come out tonight and you say, okay, Russell, I, I, I see your point. I, you know, I, I've been looking at inappropriate websites, you know, uh, seven times a week. Now I'm going to do it only two times a week. It ain't going to work. If you're here tonight and, you, and, and you're a guy and you say, you know what, I'm going I'm to start cutting back just a little bit and a little bit. It ain't going to work. Even if you're here tonight and you're going to say, you know what, I'm, I'm only going to go to inappropriate websites once a month. That's it. It still ain't going to work. Because remember a couple minutes ago I said one image can remain in your mind for many years to come. Now all your mind needs is, is, is something to chew on. All your brain needs is some food, some one image. And with that image in your mind, then you start to commit sexual impurity. The only way to, to be sexually pure, the only way to win the battle for sexual purity, man, is to Go cold turkey. Once and for all, say, you know what? I am making a commitment with my eyes that I will not allow anything impure to be seen by these two eyes. Let me tell you about this one crazy man in the Bible. His name was Job. It was a crazy man. Listen to what he said one day. This is Job 31, verse 1. This is, listen to this. He, verse 1, he says this. I have made a covenant with my eyes. Why, why then should I look upon a young woman? There, time, uh, there came a time with Job. You know what he said? I, I'm sick and tired of sexual impurity. I'm going to make a commitment with my eyes. I will not allow my eyes to look at anything sexually impure. Now listen to this. His commitment was so deep that in verses 9 and 10, you know what he says? Listen to what he says. Look at me. He says, listen, if I do look at a woman, then let a strange man come and rape my wife. You know what Job said? It's either do or die. I'm either going to allow it, or I'm either going to you know, be on the side of sexual impure, impurity, or I'm going to be pure. 
And when he made a commitment with his eyes, you know what? He made a deep commitment of cold turkey. He said, one day from this day on, I will not allow anything. I will not allow any one image, no magazine, no website. Of course, they didn't have websites, but you know what I mean. I will not allow anything impure to be seen by these two eyes. And I, he said, I make my commitment so strong that when I do, if I do stumble, let my wife be raped. Now, I, you know, I'm not, my wife, I will, you know, I, I will, you know, say something, you know, I can make a commitment against surgery or something, but not my wife. <laughs> Listen, my point though is, if you're struggling with sexual impurity and you're a guy tonight, you know what, it's not a dark side of you, it's a habit that you need to break. And my message to you tonight, the only way to break a habit is to starve it to death. The only way to do it is you make a commitment with your eyes and you say, Nuh-uh. I will not allow my eyes to see anything impure. Now listen, at first you might seem a little bit weird. You might seem, you, people might think you're a little bit weird when you're, when you're driving by a, a Hooter sign and your friends in your car are like, oh, look at that sign. And you're like, I am not allowing my eyes to see that. Or you go on a website or you go into a movie theater. You go into a movie theater and, and you're watching a movie and, and, and you know what? Every new popular movie today that comes out has a sex scene. It's crazy. And you go into the movie theater, listen, and, 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 a, and a sex scene comes on and you know what? And you're, you get up and you run out. Your friends are going to look at you and think, you're crazy. You know what? Time came into my life when I said, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of battling this. I make a commitment. And I remember I came to my friend's house, and he was watching TV. I, I'm anti-TV. I don't have a TV in my house. I, I hate TV. It takes my time away. I'm anti-TV. I mean, we have Internet access. You know, we, we get on the web. I, I'm, I, I love the news, and, but I, I hate TV. Anyway, so... We, I came into my friend's house, and they were watching TV. And I was sitting there, and I made a commitment with my eyes, remember? And I'm sitting there, and they're watching some kind of TV show, and, and some inappropriate thing comes on. And I run up to the TV, and I block it. I say, what are you guys watching? Turn, change the channel. You know what my friend said? Ah, oh, Russell, it'll be just a second. It's going to be over. Don't worry about it. You know what? They've gotten so used to sexual impurity. And sexual immorality, immorality that they don't even notice that they allow those saints to come into their mind, to come in through their eyes. Let me ask you guys a movie. How, how many of you have seen Forrest Gump? All right, all right. Do you guys know that there's about four or five scenes in that movie that are highly, highly inappropriate? Highly inappropriate. Now, if you're sitting here and, and, and if you're honestly saying, yeah, I remember those scenes when, you know, I think Sally or somebody was trying to have sex with the principal or, or something like that. You might be saying, okay, yeah, I remember, you know, I did notice that. I had to close my eyes. Then, then hey, we're friends. But if you're tonight and you're saying, what? Forrest Gump? Are you crazy? Are you some legalistic guy here? Listen, then I, I'm going to be honest with you. You've got a problem. And the reason why you're still struggling for, and, and battling for sexual, for sexual purity is because you haven't made a commitment with your eyes. Because if you're going to make a commitment, you need to make a commitment that's cold turkey. Listen, God's rules, guys, and then I'm almost done with you. I'm going to get to the ladies, and the ladies is really fun. God's, guys, listen, God's rules, 
they're not kill joy rules. They're not rules made to take away your joy and take away your fun. God's rules are set there to bring you peace, to bring joy into your family, to bring joy into your life. Listen, when you get married, you want to enjoy sex life? You want to have a great life with your wife? Live sexually pure. Man, the greatest gift that you can ever give to your wife is when you get married to her and on that night, that night you come up to your wife and you said, Honey, these eyes right here, you see these eyes? They've been living pure. I've been looking away. I've been looking, living cold turkey. I've been looking away from every girl, from every movie. Honey, I've been, I've been, it's been tough. My friends have laughed at me. But honey, these eyes, I've kept safe to look at you. When I told my wife that, she said, honey, I will love you for the rest of my life. Girls, don't you think it's gonna be, it'll be wonderful if your man, the man that, mar- that, that gives you his hand for marriage, don't you think it'll be cool if he tells you, listen, I've been, you, I've been, my, I've been keeping my eyes and, and, and protected them for you? Don't you think that'd be awesome? Our culture and our society today really lacks those kind of people. We miss Job's. We miss people like Joseph. Remember Joseph in the Bible? There was a man in the Bible by the name of Joseph. And this, this woman of, uh, in, in, in Potiphar's house, she, she undressed in front of him. And you know what Joseph did? He turned around and ran. The only way to defeat sexual immorality and impurity, man, turn around and run. Remember a couple years ago, there was a huge tsunami that hit Asia. Well, I was in Sri Lanka, an area, I was in an, an island that, that literally destroyed over 3,500 people. After the tsunami happened, we, we packed up a group of young people, we went to Sri Lanka, and we, we did some work there. You know, while talking to the people there, you know what the tsunami did? It, it, it's, so tsunami is just huge wave, and it just came over and, and you, you know, came, came on the beach and, and destroyed, you know, it killed the lives of the, of the people that were on the beach. And you know what they told me there? They said, you know what, when we saw the tsunami, and we were talking with the people that, 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 whose lives were saved, you know what they said? They said, when we saw the tsunami, the huge wave, they said, you know what, some people stay there looking at that tsunami. And he said, you know what, but we turned around and we ran. So the only reason why today we're alive and 230,000 people are dead is because we ran, they stayed. Men, guys, this culture, this society, there's a, they, they've, they've lifted up a huge wave of, of advertisements, of sex, of media to attack your life, to attack your family, to attack and destroy your destiny. The only way you can protect your future family, protect your future joy, is by saying, today, Russell, I am turning around with you and I am running away. I am running away from that wave. Today, Russell, I'm making a commitment with my eyes. I'm saying I will not allow anything impure to enter into these eyes. That's the only way to defeat pornography. That's the only way to de- defeat uh, sexual impurity in your life. You're struggling with it? Once and for all, make a commitment. 
Once and for all, I will not allow anything impure to go into these eyes. And you will win the battle. It will be tough. But it will become a habit. After a couple of weeks, as Rodney taught in Sunday morning, after a couple of weeks, it will become a habit. You know what? It it's going to become natural to you. It's not even going to bother you after a couple of weeks. You're going to see it and you're going to like, uh, it, it brings me down. Why should I look at it? Trust me. You will gain victory if you say, once or for all, I'll make a commitment to go cold turkey in my eyes. Amen? Guys, that was for you. We're going to the ladies. All right. I'll leave back to you. I'll leave back to you. Once in a while, I'll, I'll switch back to you. <coughs> ladies, got four things to tell you today. All right? Now, I'm not a lady, but I've got a wife. <laughs> We've talked a lot about this. and, and um, Girls, your struggle is not with eyes. Like I said in the beginning, you, you don't go crazy over seeing a guy's arm. I mean, uh, my arms are you know, pretty buff. But if I, if I pull this up and I show you my arm, you're not going to be like, oh. It, it's, your struggle is a little bit different. Guys, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> Your struggle is a little bit different. Girls, you want to hear words. You, you, your struggle is with thoughts. And, and, and I wanted to tell you four things. Okay, number one, girls. I want you to know that you, the way you are, you are beautiful. You are a creation of God. Okay? First thing I want you to know, girls, that there's nothing lacking in you the way you are created, you are beautiful. Now, if you ever, girl, girls, listen to me. If you ever hear any guy tell you that you are not beautiful, that you're ugly, you either call me or, or Corey. If you call me, I'll call Corey. We'll come and beat him up. <laughs> girls, I want you, and, and, and guys, let me pause for a second, girls. Guys, don't you ever, don't you ever, ever, the, the, most, the most damaging thing that you can ever tell to a girl is that she's ugly. And you know what? When you're telling to a girl that she's ugly, you know what you're saying? Who you're speaking to? You're speaking to that girl's creator. And that creator is my God who's alive. And he's in heaven. And he can hear your words. So whenever you're speaking at a girl and saying that she's ugly, you're saying, God, you, you're not a good creator. Guys, never, and I say never again in your life, call another girl not pretty. Girls, Coming back to you. Number one, I want you to know that you are beautiful. Okay, so four things. The first thing I want you to know, girls, that you are beautiful. And listen, just because some scumbag doesn't think you're pretty, I want you to know that you are pretty and God thinks you're pretty. Girls, the way you are, God created you. He created you beautiful. Second thing I want to tell you tonight, girls, is that no attention of one man will ever complete you. Just because he's tall and handsome and he plays for TU and he used to play for Jenks and he has a name, he used to be called Corey, just because he comes to you and says hello to you, does not mean, does not mean that will complete you. No attention. Sorry, it's, it's all right I pick on you? <laughs> Listen, girls number two, no attention of one man will ever complete you. No matter how good looking he is, no matter how popular he is, 
No matter how strong built he is. No matter how good he is at something, whatever he does. His attention to you will not complete you. The only way to be complete internally, satisfied internally, is by having Jesus Christ in your life. No attention of one man will ever complete you. All right, so what was number one? Come on, girls, say it. I'm beautiful. Oh, come on, girls. I'm beautiful. <laughs> All right, let, let's hear the guys. Guys, say, I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. Come on. <laughs> maybe I should preach that message to the men, huh? <laughs> or maybe the guys have not been really honest with the ladies and just tell them, hey, you ladies, you are beautiful. You know, just the way you are. Just the way you are. I... I hate makeup. Is, any, is there any man here that don't like to kiss makeup? Come on. Hey, Colton, thank you for being on. You know what? And this culture has made it so... This culture have told girls, you know what? You need to have makeup to look beautiful. And I tell my wife, honey, you're so beautiful without makeup. I want to kiss your natural lips, not some makeup. You know what I mean? And, 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 and the culture it keeps on telling the girls that, girls, you know what? You, if only you get this and this, then you'll be beautiful. If only you do this and this to your body, then you'll be beautiful. And they're always coming up with new things, new surgeries for you to, for, for, for you to be finally considered, I'm beautiful. Listen, it's all a lie. It's all about money. You are beautiful just the way you are. Number two, no attention of one man will complete you. Com- complete you. All right, number three, this is big. Girls, attract guys that are worth attracting. Okay, listen to this. This is deep. If, if, you attri- if, 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 if you notice that when you dress down, you know, you wear something that's really inappropriate, and when you do that, you're, you've attracted the attention of some guy, and he's, you know, he never came up to you before, but when you're in a bathing suit, he's now right beside you. Listen, that guy ain't worth attracting. Attract guys that are worth attracting because you know what if he if the only thing he's going for is your body he doesn't really love who you are on the inside he loves he he, he's only going for your body and listen your body will change i mean you're all beautiful your body's one but you know people out there their bodies will change your body will change and girls you know that what you really want is not a guy who just loves your body on the outside. You want a person who, who loves you for who you are on the inside. You want a friend. You want somebody who you can talk to. You don't want somebody who's only looking at you when you're dressed down and then when you're dressed up, he's not interested in you. But if you notice that you're attracting guys to you when you lower your standards, listen, you're attracting the wrong kind of man. And you know what? If you get married to the person who was not really worth attracting, a year from a year or two from now, you're going to wake up in bed by a stranger, a person who really doesn't love you, a person who really doesn't care for you. Because God forbid, if anything happens to your body, you know where He's going to be? Out the door. Out the door. But if he fell in love for who you were on the inside plus the outside. Now listen, no matter what happens to the outside, 
he'll think he'll still think that you're the most beautiful woman alive. He'll still be with you. Number three, girls, attract guys that are worth attracting. Is that is that a good one or not? Number four. Girls, and I'm going to be pretty honest with you. You hurt men when you dress flirty. Now, <clears throat> time out. Guys, you're sitting here thinking, all right, that, that's the answer right there. It's the girl's problem. They're the cause of all my sexual impurity. Listen, guys. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Guys, you go cold turkey, you know what? Even if, an, if, if a person, a, a lady that comes in without clothes, you still won't be you know, uh, you know, lusting in your heart. Because going cold turkey, no matter what happens, and we live in a society so perverted that, that maybe the girls in the church will dress nicely, but the moment you walk out of church, there's going to be people that are dressing inappropriately. So no matter, even, even if part of the girls start dressing appropriately, there'll still be people in this world that dress inappropriately. So you still need to go cold turkey in your eyes. So don't blame the girls for your problems. Don't blame the girls for your struggles. Go cold turkey in your eyes and, and, and work it out by yourself. But God, girls, time in. You hurt guys by dressing flirty. The way we're set up, the way our bodies, the way our hormones function is that our eyes are attracted to certain things. And I remember guys coming up to me and saying, Russell, you know, I, I, have a, I have a struggle sometimes, you know, in church worshiping God when the girl's in front of me and she has her hands lifted and her whole stomach is out there. I'm, I'm being pretty honest here. It's a little bit tough worshiping God when... When, when a girl is, is out there and dressed up in such a way that you're seeing all the undergarments and, and you're seeing body parts that you really don't want to see when you're worshiping God. I'm being honest here. We're going a little bit deep, guys, huh? Girls, you dress, you hurt guys by dressing flirty. Now, when you get married, ladies... Dress as flirty as you want to your husband at home. It's, yeah, make sure the doors are, make sure the doors are closed. And listen at home, especially when you get married. We'll do some marriage. We'll do some marriage seminars. I, I can do that too. Listen, ladies, you know what? There's some ladies. Listen, you know they're married, and and the only time they dress up pretty nicely is when they're going out into a restaurant. But when they're at home, they're dressed down, they're draped, their hair is not washed, they're, they're, working, they're, they're wearing baggy clothes, and, and their bodies just... Of course, hey, girls, ladies, when you get married to the man, you need to dress flirty at home. When a man comes home from work, you need, to be, you need to be ready. You need to be dressed nicely. That's the place. Listen, if Victoria's Secret exists for that reason... When you're married at home and, and, and you've, you've got the kids away and husband comes home, that's why they exist. But not to dress flirty into, into church. Not to dress up showing all your body off for, for, for everybody there to see. You hurt men by dressing flirty. Number one, girls, you are beautiful. Number two, no attention of one man will complete you. Only Jesus Christ can fully complete you. Number three, 
Attract to yourself guys worth attracting. Number four, you hurt men by dressing flirty. I want to end tonight's message because we got pizza, and I know they're they're you know they're showing me Russell. We we got pizza here, <laughs> got lots of pizza. It's good, and we got some tennis tables there and and things like that. But I want to end tonight's message with 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 something that I said a little bit earlier. Men, the greatest gift that you can ever give to your wife is a pure heart and pure eyes. Listen, I know the battle for sexual purity is not, it ain't that easy, but it's not at the point to where you cannot overcome it. There is victory. There is a way to be victorious. Now, if you're here tonight and you're saying, Russell, you haven't talked about virginity and you haven't talked about this and you haven't talked about that, I know. That's why I haven't talked about those things because I want you guys to come again because we got part two coming up. And we'll, we'll get the date out in a little bit. We'll let you know when it's going to happen. We do have a part two, and, and, and it, it's, it's a little bit deeper. But I wanted to start with this tonight. Guys, I wanted to challenge you. The greatest thing that you can ever give to your wife is your pure eyes. My prayer for our generation, listen, God, raise up a whole bunch of young people. That when they get married and, and they, they, they give their hearts and their lives to their wives, they're pure. Ladies, I want to say this to you as well, though. I know you want a man that's been living pure. I know that you want a man that's been keeping their eyes pure for you. And you know what, ladies? Do your part. Do your part. Don't tempt guys. Do your part that the people around you, that the men, that the guys around you, they're living pure and holy. Girls, I give you permission. If you see a guy looking at a part of the body you, you, he shouldn't be looking at, slap him in the face. Tell him, listen, guy, you need to be going cold turkey. This woman ain't for you. This woman's body ain't for you. You're going to have a wife that you can look at. Slap a guy in the face. I gave you permission. Call me. I'll call Corey. We'll protect. We got it worked out. <laughs> ladies, do your part. There is a part to be done on your part, ladies. And listen, if you're saying, if you're here tonight and saying, Russell, you know, but if, if I do live holy and pure, then, you know, guys aren't really going to be attracted to me. Listen, that's a lie of the devil. Yeah, everybody, you know, all the people that are scumbags aren't going to be attracted to you. But the guys that are worth attracting, they will be attracted to you. Because the guys that really care, you know what they look after? They look at your heart. They don't look at just your body. So maybe, maybe by living by higher standards, the field of guys that are attracted to you is going to be a little bit you know, smaller. But you want that to happen. Because the man that you want to marry is a man who will love you for the way you are inside and outside. Ladies, do your part. Be proactive from your side. Men, no more excuses. No more excuses. Time to live sexually pure. 
time to set the bar high, standard high. And listen, we as Christians here, we, we want to affect the world. We want to change the worldly standards, don't we? Listen, the only way to change the worldly standards is not to live by the worldly standards. If we're living like the world is living, then we cannot affect this world. If we're dressing like this world is dressing, and if we're going on the websites that this world is going on to, and we're, if we're watching the, the movies and, 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 and the magazines that this world is watching, listen, there ain't no way we're going to impact and bring our friends to Jesus Christ. Because you know what they're going to say? They're going to say, hey, they struggle with the same stuff that I struggle. They pray to Jesus, I don't. What's, why should I go to church? When, when you know what, church hasn't helped them to live pure. Church hasn't helped them to get rid of pornography. Jesus hasn't helped them to, to stop looking at those uh, pornographic websites. Why? Why, should, why do I need to go to church? You know what? And they blame Jesus when in reality it ain't Jesus' fault. He's made a way. He's made a way for you to live pure. He's made a way for you to win the battle for sexual purity. Amen. I want to ask us to stand to our feet. Now, I know making an altar call when you preach about sexual purity, it's, it's you know, people don't come out. You know, they're like, my friends are going to be like, oh, you know, I, I'm not going up front. But this altar call isn't about sexual purity, okay? That's, that's to the side. I want to make an altar call to young people that are saying, you know what, I'm tired of these worldly standards. I want God to raise a generation that's living by a new kind of standards. I want God to raise up a, a group of young people that are, that are holy and pure. They're living by a different set of standards. If you're here tonight, you're just saying, Russell, I, I, need, I need God in my life. There's so much confusion. And, and, and maybe, maybe, you know what, you, you have been living pure in your life. But you're saying, Russell, it's, it's tough because, you know, I'm, I'm anti-culture. It's tough living in this world because, you know what, I, I'm rejected, I'm, I'm laughed at. Listen, Jesus said you will be. It's not easy. It's not easy living in this world. It's not easy to live in this culture. It's not li easy to live in the 21st century. It's not easy to live in this society. I know that. And, and if I could, and I think if Jesus could, he'd, he'd be right here with you and just... Hugging you and saying, listen, I, I, know, I know how hard it is. I know. Listen, you know what I believe? I believe that our society and our generation today, it's, it's, it's even harder for us to live and survive than it was for our parents. Now, my parents, you know, they live in a persecuted country. If you believe in Jesus, you end up in jail. You know, and, and, and there was no pornography. There was, you know, they had no access to TV. It was a little bit different. And, and maybe your parents, they, you know, they also didn't know what, what, what the computer is. And they had no access to the things that you have access to today. You can just click a button and, and you can be seeing things that your parents probably never saw. I know the struggle is hard. I know the battle is tough. I know there's a huge tide wave coming against you. And I know the tsunami coming against our generation is probably higher than the tsunami that came against our parents' generation. But I'm still here to say that you can run away from that tsunami. You can run away from that tide wave. You can be victorious. So tonight, if you just need Jesus, 
If you just need prayer, if you just need to say, I, I, I just need Jesus, I, I need more of God. I need more strength. I need more of God in my life. Right, this altar is open. We're just going to have a short prayer and we're going to end this service tonight. And while the altar is open, we're going to sing a song together. Klein, I go to this church. Some of you guys know me. I've uh, been working with the youth. I just want to say thank you to everybody for coming out. This is just awesome. Okay. Um, speaking of applause, how about some applause for our worship team up here? They did a great job. And for Russell. Raise your hand if you're touched by Russell tonight. Let's give him a hand. Awesome. Great job. All right. And uh, we'll be getting with you guys to let you know when uh, part two of the big message will be coming around, okay? Um, I want to say thanks to my basketball and baseballers that showed up. It means a lot, fellas. Thank you very much. It means a lot to me. <laughs> and, and once again, everybody, hey, it means a lot for us. Um, would like to remind the youth, Wednesday night, John 3.16, okay? Hope you guys can, can come out and make it out to the mission, okay? 
if you would, one little thing I always like to do with my team, we'd say circle up for our pregame prayer. If you guys will just, uh, you can hold hands. Just let's be touching. You can be on a shoulder. If you need to reach across the aisles, just hold hands. Be touching. Circle up. And uh, I'm going to close this with prayer, and then we will uh, annihilate some pizza on this wonderful night. All right. <laughs> Please bow your heads. Oh, yeah, keep circling there. we still got people moving around. Thank you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to, to come here and, and just worship your name. And I just thank you so much for Russell and his message. It is so true in this day and time. And uh, it applies to married. It applies to, to the young. It applies to everyone. We've all got to fight the good fight, Lord. And we just ask you for strength all the time in that fight. And we ask you to work through those around us and just help us keep each other strong, Lord. And we know that if we get into your word, that's what we need to stand on. And we just thank you once again for the opportunity for so many to meet here tonight. We just pray that you continue to touch hearts. And just uh, thank you once again for the, uh, the gift of your son on the, the cross, which saves us from sin. Please be with us as we go and, and fellowship some more. And thank you for the food we're blessed with. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, uh, through the doors.